Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is time for Wake Up to the Word, coming to you from the bowels of the Barksdale Communication Complex. I am your host and Bible teacher, Pastor Jeff Barksdale from Life Coast, from Life Coast Church in Palm Coast, Florida. And we're so glad that you're here. It is time for Friday's edition of Old Testament Thursday. That's right. I didn't get to do my recording yesterday. All kinds of different reasons which I do not want to bore you with. But it is uh, Friday and I will be doing double recording today. So you'll get this one and then the next one will come out shortly after a New Testament Friday will come out today as well. I'm going to double up on the recording. And if you'll notice, I'm, I got Jeff's stack of stuff cup for my coffee. And the coffee of the week is Pete's. And I finally succumb to peer pressure, actually taste bud pressure. Uh, Pete's pumpkin spice. That's what I have this morning. Very tasty. It does have a good flavor. I, I do like the Pete's coffee. It's good. I get it uh, from time to time. Uh, generally when it's on sale, that's usually when I buy all my coffee, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's a, it's a good, it's a good brand. It's a good brew. It has a good flavor to it. Um, and, uh, so we got some Jeff stack of stuff today and I bring, uh, I'm going to go to that first, actually, even before I do our Bible reading, but our Bible reading this week, uh, was a uh, first Chronicles, uh, th three through 10. And so, uh, it's a lot of genealogy, so there's not a whole lot of stuff in there, and that's why I chose my stack of stuff option for today. Uh, the genealogies are great. There's lots of names in there. You can do cross-referencing. You can figure this out from going all the way back to, uh, in some cases, Genesis, And uh, but it gives you a good lead-in on a lot of these uh, relationships and where things came, and it actually you can cross-reference it forward um, uh, to... Uh, Luke and Matthew uh, for Jesus genealogy, and um, so uh, then there's some other things that we'll take note of, and a couple of questions that we got uh, this week uh, for Old Testament uh, Old Testament Thursday that I got uh, yesterday. So I'll just answer them today because they, they they pertain to what we're doing. But before I do that, uh, there's a lot of talk, a lot in the news, a lot going on about the uh, Israel uh, Palestinian stuff. And uh, I wanted to help us out with that, since it does have quite a biblical premise to it, and we are here talking about Israel, ancient Israel, and um, uh, their taking of the land. Uh, they took the land as we came through, now we're in the Kings and Chronicles era, but uh, as they came in and took the land, because God had given the land to Israel, to um Moses and uh, then uh, Aaron and Joshua came in and walked through. Uh, but what's all the what's all the discussion about? What's all the fighting about? Well, as you know, when the Israel came to the land, God gave it to them. It was occupied. It was occupied by many different groups, many different factions. Um, but uh, uh, they. Uh, were at war with many of them and occupied a good portion of the land for a season because as we come here, David was king over Israel, all of Israel, both uh, Israel and Judah, um, northern and southern kingdoms. 
uh, a united Israel. He was the king over there for some 30-something years, it says, right? And so... Um, he uh will 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 touch on that as we as we go through the reading but um uh then as uh, solomon came in there was peace in the land he was not a warring king he, he uh didn't have any conflicts the whole time he was there and uh because he was there to build the temple so they built the temple and and uh that's that's where they stayed for a long time they came in uh, babylon came in the, uh and sacked them and there was uh, people taken away and exiled, and they came back in, and so we 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 hear all that story from Daniel, which we'll get to later. But um, then in seventy A.D. is probably where we we turn the clock again. Uh, um, uh, we know that Rome came in and took over. So uh, if we start at that point, um, we have. Uh, uh, Rome conquered Judea, Palestine, then became a province of Rome, okay? So I'm going to go through all this, but on Jeff's stack of stuff, I gave you a great article. It is exactly this information. It's a great overview. It's not a tough read, but it's a uh, you you see a, ma um, a map on uh, Jeff's stack of stuff. Jeff's stack of stuff. You see a map at Jeff's stack of stuff, and it's got um, uh, a map of Palestine and uh, Israel, and it shows the areas. And so, if you click on that, it's going to go to this article. Okay, so go read the article. It gives you some great insights in a, uh, a great his history rundown of what occurred. So, uh, just to give you some quick dates and things as as we go through the timeline. I wish I had a da 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 da. da. Yeah, didn't have that one. But uh, we um. After Rome uh, conquered uh, Judea and Palestine in 70 AD, uh, Palestine was a province of Rome. And after the Roman Empire fell, the land of Palestine then came under the Christian Byzantine Empire, okay? And then in 638 AD, uh, uh, Arab Muslim cal Caliph uh, takes Palestine away from the Byzantine Empire. And, uh, and then the Arab Muslims... Uh, they're part of the it's the Arab Muslim Empire. It takes over there, and then uh, and in uh, about eleven hundred A.D., uh, the, a Christian Crusades from Europe conquered Palestine, the Palestinian area, and they they take it away from the Muslims. Uh, but the Christian Crusaders they failed to make Palestine. They didn't make it an official country. Uh, they basically, uh, it was a military outpost. It, they still being called Palestine at this point. And later on, it ends up uh, being taken over. Syria takes it over as uh, part of the, uh, the um, of their uh, lands. Then the Ottoman Empire comes in, takes it from Syria. Then World War I happens, and the British take it over from the Ottoman Empire. And uh, Brit the British uh, temporarily uh, govern Palestine under the League of Nations. Um, so there's the time clock. And now, uh, uh, interest, uh, right around 1850, uh, the Jewish people started to migrate back to Palestine in small groups. And the land was pretty barren and dry. And uh, they just took it over, started to cultivate it, started to bring it back to life, started to make settlements. Um, and then the land started to actually flourish at that point, and um, uh, 
uh, a group of uh, groups of Arabs started to now uh, come into the land as well. Um, one of the complaints, uh, and I'm just going to read it right here. It says uh, the Palestinians. Palestinians have always complained that it was the Jewish people that had dislocated from 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 this land. However, it was really just the opposite. It was the Jewish people who first came back and started to the land to flourish again. And due to their own farming efforts and and agricultural efforts and cultural building, um, the Palestine Palestinians uh, then started to come back. The Arab um, people or the Arabs they started to come back. So the Jews came back, started to come back first to the land, and then the Arabs followed, and the two groups began to come in. Then World War II breaks out in the 30s, and uh, in the 1930s, and the, the Jewish people continued to come into the land. Finally, uh, World War II ended, uh, then there was a terrible holocaust. Obviously, that was aimed at the Jews, and they started to migrate in much larger um, numbers back to the Palestine area. Um, so uh, then, uh, let's see, we'll cut through some of this stuff, is a little, some details of things, and and uh, then the United Nations gets involved in it as there's skirmishes back and forth, and who's who's got the land, and the uh, United Nations gets involved to establish peace and, and truces, and uh, during this time, the Arabs in Israel are driven out of Israel and are forced to live in refugee camps in Lebanon and Syria. And these Arabs that are driven out are the Palestinians, as they've begun to call themselves. And there's a whole thing on that word itself, and, and you can pick up on that at the beginning of the article. I didn't go through all that. And... Um, now, now this is now, as there were smaller skirmishes and, and fights and battles, little ones there, but this is where the big trouble starts. Uh, the the plight uh, dislocating the Palestinians into refugee camps in neighboring Arab countries, a group formed called, and you may have heard of this, the PLO. So then the PLO began, and uh, the uh, P uh, Palestinian Liberation Organization. <clears throat> and that uh, that group started to grow in the 1950s and 1964. And um, so the conclusion of all of this, the Palestinians are basically Arab Muslims who started to come back into the into Palestine area after the first wave of Jewish people started to come back and cause the land to flourish in the in the 1850s. And then from 1850 to 1948. Uh, apparently, more Jewish people came back to Palestine than actual Arabs. As a result, the Jewish people were able to regain the land for their own in declaring it an official state in 1948. And that basically drive out many of the Arabs from the land. Palestine is now Israel. Uh, but the Arabs who were driven out eventually started to try to come back in the 1950s and 60s. Uh, they now refer to themselves as Palestinians since that was the name of the land before the, the Jewish people took it over and declared it as an official state. Here's a very interesting thing. If you kind of step back and look at the real picture, you can see what was really going on. God told his chosen people, uh, told his chosen people back into the Old Testament, all the way back to the Old Testament, he would bring them back to this land in the latter days. And that would be be their land as their everlasting possession and no one would ever take it away from them again 
And this is why no other people or country ever declared, this is really important, in that whole time from 70 AD all the way to 1948, no other people or country ever declared this land as an official state. They were annexes, they were military outposts, they were uh, uh, empire um, annexed areas from different empires, but nobody ever declared it their official state. Not for that uh, 18, 1900 years. It did, nobody declared it. It, it. That's actually amazing that that, that never happened. Until um, um, nobody ever declared it the official state and nation during all of that takeover because God himself kept it from ever happening. He kept this land for his people until it was time for him to bring them back into the land. God's hand was obviously on it, and, and um, th there's no way around that. But the Arab people are warring against, and this goes all the way back, and this isn't in the article, I'm adding this. This goes all the way back to Jacob and Esau, and uh, um, um, Isaac and Ishmael, um, because uh, Esau and Ishmael are the Arab nations. They're the fathers of the Arab nations. And that's why they say Abraham is their father too. Um, so bec because that the, the, the uh, lineage, the connection there. Um, so God made sure between 1850 and 1948, his people would gain complete control of this land so that they could, they could name it. So we do know that they don't have all the land. So... Uh, so we know that uh, uh, the enemy is at work there against God's people and there's continuing to be conflict. And now we have this uh, conflict that came up and it's in all the news and there's a lot of questions. I've gotten several questions is like, what is Palestine? Because I remember reading about Palestine in the Old Testament and, and so the, the land was basically called Palestine and Israel uh it took the land but it still got called palestine when the romans came in and took over so that's where that name switch happened but as israel declared a state in 1948 that's obviously starts some kind of a of, of an eternal clock we don't know exactly where it is but it's it's pretty easy to put some of these things into into context and into place and see that okay there's something going on we're heading in a direction at the very least we're involved in the birth pains because we see all these things happening. And Jesus said, these are the birth pains. And so uh, for me and my purposes, um, and this, this fits into the, into the conversation, I'm going to read this, this last paragraph here. It says, however, we know uh, uh, with the influence of, uh, of the enemy um, and the, the, these radical uh, groups that are, are warring against um, Warring against Israel uh, will continue to wage war against the Jewish people until they uh, completely. They, their their goal is to completely destroy the Israel. That's their stated goal. Uh, we know that this won't happen. Uh, the Bible says that the Jewish people uh, and their land of Israel will be protected by God the Father until the until the Antichrist comes forth to start the last and final round of pers uh, perse persecution of the Jewish people. So. Uh, until this last and final Holocaust starts with the Antichrist, God will continue to protect Israel from all the all the all the warring countries. Uh, that would that would want to com 
completely wipe her off the face of the map. Israel will not be defeated until the Antichrist takes over in the Middle East. The seven-year tribulation and the real persecution of the Jewish people begins. So, well, so we we know what's going to happen, uh, but there's there's a there's a um, a clock a piece of the clock the uh, uh, an alarm of the clock a tick of the clock that has not occurred yet uh so we don't know when that's going to happen and i believe the two events that begin that is either the antichrist coming on the scene as a world leader and uh starts to point towards peace and we may not know as the church who that is right away may already be on the scene politically in the background or a lesser player, uh, or major may, maybe a major player who hasn't had its gotten its total influence yet. The other aspect is, I believe the rapture will take place because I believe the church is taken out at that point, and uh, the um, the Holy Spirit is taking taken with it, and then God begins that seven years, that seventieth week of Daniel, that final. Uh, his final engagement and judgment of Israel uh, for their disobedience, and that is what the tribulation is by definition. And so, um, not everyone believes that uh, end time time clock. I believe it is the only, the only clock that fits all the biblical puzzle pieces that are there. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have blank spots. Um, so that's my opening. Ha! There you go. So we're going to uh, get into the word uh, now. So let's get ready to rumble. That was a long lead in. All right. So as we go into chapter three of First Chronicles, uh, we talk about David's descendants and it goes through. You see Nathan and Solomon there. And uh, we come into the descendants of Judah. And uh, remember, one of the nation, one of the uh, Divided nations was called Judah, so Judah uh, has a lot of that influence in that area. Uh, descendants of Simeon, descendants of Reuben, descendants of Gad, and then there's this little break here that talks about this half tribe of Manassas. Manasseh, and so is that one of my questions? Let me look for my questions here. I got them on a on a uh, a text. Um, no, that's not one of my questions. All right. So uh, we'll get back to that in a minute. So, um, but Manasseh is that half-tribe. Uh, I don't know if you recall, he's a grandson and uh, was given the land. So um, was given the inheritance. Um, then we got Levi. Uh, and, and people are, are put in charge of things according to their order. Um, and then you start to see the people of God, men of God, families of God, fathers, and they're put in charge of things. Um, descendants of Issachar, uh, and it talks about the men, 87,000 men, 22,000 men. And uh, as we come into uh, descendants of Asher, and then we get a genealogy of Saul. And uh, it, it goes through all of his genealogy. And then in 9, the genealogy of the returning exiles. So they have some exiles. And the interesting thing is a little cross-reference here. So all the Israel, all, so all Israel was recorded in genealogies. And these are written in the book of the kings of Israel. So we got first and second kings. Uh, that's what it's talking about. Um, Judah 
was taken into exile in Babylon because of their breach of faith. So that's what this is writing about. And then we come to the end of 9 and verse 33. This is one of our questions. Uh, now these, the singers, the heads of fathers, houses of Levites, were in the chamber of the temple, free from other services, for they were on duty day and night. These were heads of the fathers, house of Levites, according to their generations, leader, uh, leaders, these lived in Jerusalem. So the question, oh, I'm going to cough again. The question, my first question is right from that verse, the word singers, what does it mean? It doesn't sound like they are members of a choir. Well, uh, you have a, a laughing with tears emoji guy. Actually, you are wrong because uh, they are technically a member of the choir. These are the singers, the cantors, whatever you want to call them. But uh, at one point, at the height of the temple uh, functions of the Levites, they believe there was about 14,000 singers and uh, worshipers. And they there was always worship music going day and night in the temple. Anytime you came to the temple, you could hear the music being sung and played. Uh, the musicians by the thousands, singers by the thousands. Um, they rotated. They had shifts. There was always music playing. Uh, was always lifting up praise and worship to God. And so, uh, do you think worship's important? Do you think do you think it is day and night they the, these prayers uh, in song worship in song uh, praising in song was always going on and so uh, that's a cool good question I mean because in our context in our first century twenty um, first uh, century context. Yes, we have worship, and yes, it, it you know, some people say, oh my gosh, it just lasts forever, let's get to the word. Well, let me tell you, worship's important to God, and and so, you know, uh, we, we try to balance that time at, at Life Coast, but, you know, I, I, I'd i love to see, uh, um, you know, that, that kind of opportunity, and, and it's not that you have to go in and sing and, and, uh, and raise your hands. The music is sung so you can come into the presence of God and feel what music does. Music generates um, a peacefulness in your heart a, and, and where you can come in a peaceful place and, 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 and place your soul and spirit in the presence of the Lord. Love that kind of stuff. Um, we are going to have a worship night. I don't know if we've said on the day yet, but it is coming up. Um, uh, November, December time. We're, we'll, we'll, we're, we're, we're grappling with the, with the right date, but we're going to have just a complete worship night at our family center, and that's coming up. Um, but it's this kind of this kind of thing. Get yourself in the presence of God. Uh, the older I get, the less I want to sing during worship, and the more I just want to be in his presence and listen to the worshipers singing. I don't know what, it's doing something to my heart, and I was just having this conversation with uh, Pastor Mike, my friend, if you're not aware of this, uh, lead pastor at Life Coast, just having this conversation with him a few weeks back that I just find myself... Uh, there's some songs I enjoy singing, but it's just I find myself just wanting to be in the presence of the worship. I just want to 
be in worship while this music is playing. It's just doing something to my heart. So um, I hope that helps you out with your question. Your next question is actually right around the corner here. Um, so I'll just keep you right here. Um, it talks about the next part in 10. This is the last chapter. It uh, talks about the death of Saul, which we already covered, and what happened. In, but they put his armor in the temple of their gods, Saul's armor is what they're talking about. They killed him, cut his head off, and uh, they fastened his head in the temple of Dagon, that Dagon god, that Dagon temple. Um, but um, uh, that's a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not funny at all. Um, it says, uh, interesting that the stories behind Dagon and the valiant men who claim to finish off Saul to David are not included here. Yeah, they didn't They didn't put that part of it in. Um this Chronicles uh, is kind of giving you an overview where the other story that we had in Samuel was the actual account being told. So this is Chronicles. So uh, understanding context, um, Chronicles are our overview, the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, they're, they're, they're giving you an overview. That, that's a... That's a story of a long journey. You don't get the, some of the details because they're, they're in Narnia for such a long time and you only get some of the highlights. And that's what Chronicles are. They're, they're highlights. Uh, they're not necessarily the full context of the story. So we're going to jump over to Chronicles at points and go back to uh, Samuel and, and, and do, do those things and into Kings. And because the, the Chronicles are, have, and the Kings and Samuel all have similar stories. So we're going to be doing some hopping. Uh, through this time and you'll get general overviews you'll get some specific things that are the same for instance the Saul story uh, says that you know he got wounded by an arrow and he fell on his own sword by the way falling on your sword that's the uh, that's where this comes from just so just so you know um, another biblical reference when someone says I'm gonna fall on my sword oh like King Saul from the Bible the Bible. I need one of my. I need. I need to get. I need to get a production board, or I can load my own sounds in. All these other ones I've, I've uh, are canned. They, they're they're pre pre recorded. So I'm gonna start looking for a new production board where I can put my own sounds in. I can take some of these and and add them, but I wanna have my own soundboard uh, with my own sounds, which which could get very interesting. So. Uh, I think that's all we have for Old uh, Friday's edition of Old Testament Thursday. So we're glad that you joined us. I went down a little uh, bunny trail there with uh, with uh, our, our uh, little news update and kind of giving everyone a synopsis of what's happening. But uh, we're glad you joined us today. And uh, sorry we're a day late, but we are not a dollar short. I'll see you back in a few minutes. <laughs> Bye-bye.